Welcome to the Pickle Show. It is another week. It is, of course, episode seven. Thank you so much for joining me this week, guys. Let me tell you what's coming up on the show. As always, I have an interview. This week, it is with Emo Conlon, who is an incredible children's book author and the creator of Roomtown, okay? Trust me, you're going to love the interview. And afterwards, you're going to want to become rumors. You'll know what that means after the interview, folks, okay? Topics this week. We'll talk a little bit about Tooth Fairies, okay? What should a Tooth Fairy leave behind and what has Tooth Fairies left behind in the past, okay? And also, what do you do? What do you do, guys, if someone has their zip down? You see somebody with their zip down, what do you do? I threw it out to you guys this week. I'm going to tell you the answers in a bit. But first up, as always, is a little bit of music, okay? This week, it is the man, the legend, Tony Cunningham, okay? With his version of Grace. Man, I love this fucking song, guys, okay? Here it is. Enjoy. As we gather in the chapel here in old Kilmainham Jail I think about these last few weeks Oh, how they say we failed From our school days They have taught us we must yearn for liberty When all I want in this dark place Is to have you here with me Oh, Grace, just hold me in your arms and let this moment linger. They'll take me out at dawn and I will die. With all my love, I place this wedding ring upon your finger. There won't be time to share our love For we must say goodbye Now I know it's hard for you, my love To ever understand The love I have for those great men The love for this great land but when Porrick called me to his side down in the GPO I had to leave my own sick bed To him I had to go Everybody Oh Grace, just hold me in your arms And let this moment linger They'll take me out at dawn And I will die With all my love I place this wedding ring Upon your finger There won't be time To share a love For we must say goodbye Live record <coughs> Now as the dawn 
is breaking my heart is breaking too on this may morn as I walk out my thoughts will be of you and I'll write some words upon the wall so everyone will know I love too much that I could see his blood upon the stone oh gracious hold me in your arms and let this moment linger they'll take me out at dawn and I will die with all my love I place this wedding ring upon your finger there won't be time to share a love for we must say goodbye no there won't be time to share our love for we must say goodbye Tony, thanks so much for letting me use that. Um, absolutely brilliant, as always. What can I say? Guys, make sure you check out Tony's pages, okay? Uh, obviously, Tony Cunningham Official. Get him on Instagram. Get him on Facebook as well. Get him on TikTok. Man always has stuff out, so he has. The other thing I get to plug as well is 30th of July. It's a big day, okay? He has a new track coming out called Step It Out, Mary. There's a little preview of it as well on his pages, okay? Make sure you check it out, guys. Of course, Tony is also part of the unbelievable band that is Blessed. Him and David together, the two boys, absolutely fantastic. Tony, thanks again for that, man. Really, really appreciate it. Right, guys, let's get into one of the topics, shall we, right? So, I asked a question, right, this week. I asked two questions, right? One of them was about, what do you do? Sorry, that was the song with Tony's there in the background. What do you do if you see somebody with their zip down, okay? That was an honest enough question. You know what I mean? Like, Because I experienced this this week with two different people of both sexes, okay? Now, that's not me trying to slag off non-binary people. I just mean one person as I know them as a woman and one person as I know them as a man. That's who I'm talking about, okay? Relax with all that other crap, okay? So, I threw it out there, okay? So, for the lads, okay, if a man has a zip down, do you tell him? Okay, 86% of people said yes, 14% of people said no, okay, then I said, okay, what about the ladies, if you see a girl's zip down, do you tell her, a little closer this time, 63% of the people said yes, 37% of people said no, now, for the woman one, I'm on the part of no, because I have absolutely no idea how you can tell a woman, Whore zip is down. We're either one, getting a fucking smack, or two, going, oh, what the fuck are you doing looking down there, okay? But it's not that you have to look. That's the type of thing that just catches your eye, so it does, okay? I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I asked then, right, how do you do it? Like, what are you meant to say? Got some good ones in, some obvious ones. You know what I mean? Oi, you're flying low. I mean, that's obviously straightforward enough, so it is. Uh, that Flying low, I have to say, came in, quite a bit so it did okay 
Now, a very good friend who always loves sending me in certain things, okay, said, flying low, you're on, you're on show, feel the breeze, nice jocks, and simply put, your zip button is undone, okay? Now, obviously, they're all, I'm presuming, from men. So I asked him, but what do you say to a woman, okay? Now, bear in mind, this is just me and him having a crack on WhatsApp, and now it's on the show. Uh, so here's the answer to I got back from, okay? Smell the ocean. Uh, where's the rest of the cash? And what razor do you use? And I thought, oh, my sweet divine of Christ. I goes, I'm going to have to read these out. I'm gonna, um, but I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure. I think a bloke could probably be easier. You just go, hey, mate. Hey, you know what I mean, tidy up there, mate, zip her up, like, you know what I mean, wouldn't be, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to do, like, you know what I mean, was to say it to look, but I really, really, like, really don't know how a man, <coughs> excuse me, can tell a woman your zip's down without looking like a pelv and getting an almighty full clatter on the side of the fucking head, like, you know what I mean, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible to do it, I really fucking don't, like, you know what I mean, but then the other thing then I was asking, right, was about tooth fairies okay so how much money do tooth fairies give you how much do they give your kids now how much did they used to give you okay now i'll be completely honest with mine okay for me okay i used to have a matchbox but on pillow with a 50p coin in it that's what it was 50p coin okay Sounds straightforward enough, okay? Matchbox, 50p, done. Soon, it was great, okay? Now, I said to people, how much did you guys used to get, okay? Got a bit of a mixture of answers in here, okay? Back then, some people were saying they used to get a pound. Some people were saying they got five for the first one, then a pound or one pound, or euro, actually, sorry, after that. Or if you got a tooth pulled, they got three euro for that one, which I never really thought about if you get one actually pulled. This was technically tooth fairy still has to come, okay? Uh, of course, one of the lads said to me that now it seems that the kids in the world out there are getting fivers for their teeth. Okay, now that's true. My beloved daughter, who I have to give a shout out to, she was seven yesterday. Happy birthday to my beautiful daughter, Emma. Um, yeah, fiver seems to be what the tooth fairies are leaving behind. Now, I think that's an incredible amount of money. You know what I mean? I really do. But again, that's just my thoughts. You know what I mean? It might necessarily be what every tooth fairy is leaving, but that's what the tooth fairy is leaving in my house. And it seems, Gobri answers back, that's what they're leaving as well. But listen, I'll tell you what. I'm talking about tooth fairies. Kind of childish thing to be talking about, I suppose, okay? So what we're going to do, I'm going to drop the interview in right now. Here is the interview that I did with Emo Conlon from Vroomtown, okay? This is the incredible childhood books author. Did I say that right? An author of childhood books even, okay? Absolutely love chatting Emo. This was brilliant. And you'll never guess what, guys. I floated the idea of... My name Pickle being a character going forward in the book. You'll never guess what she said. You're going to find it very soon. Here is the interview, guys. Welcome to the Pickle Show. It is, of course, interview time. I am delighted this week to welcome on an incredibly talented children's book author who has a very imaginative mind, shall we say. And these stories now have captivated the hearts and minds of children all over the world, and they're going to captivate my mind as well, so they all want to get them, okay? <laughs> I am delighted to welcome on Emo Conlon from, as you can see from the background, Vroomtown Books. Well, Emo, um, how are you? Very well. Thanks for having me. This is great. Ah, look, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's an honour to bring you on. It really is. Like I'm, I'm absolutely... When I was mentioned about the possibility of you coming on, I was like, 
Yes, please. Um, <laughs> let's, let's let's get on the WhatsApp and let's get talking. Like you know what I mean. But look, come yeah. here. Um, obviously, we're going to get into website and all details and that, but look, we have to let everybody start off at the beginning, I suppose. So, where did it all begin? Where did the whole idea come from? And how did you get into it? So, I my real job is actually working in a Scania dealership over in Monaghan uh, as the marketing manager there. So, obviously, every day you're looking out the window and, you well, you're not obviously looking out the window, <laughs> but um, you're working randomly, you might look out the window, surrounded by trucks. And this was the time before Disney had actually um, developed cars and planes. And I was thinking to myself, all of the little boys and girls are coming in with their dads and mams collecting their new trucks. And they are in awe looking up at the size of them and hearing the noise of them. And I thought, I am going to write a book about trucks just randomly. And then I did a bit of research. I went into, you know, bookstores and stuff. And I saw all of the children's books on the shelves. And I'm thinking, how am I going to stand out from all of these? Yeah. But there were no books about trucks. So therein started the journey. That's 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, and, oh, I was very enthusiastic at the start. I, you know, <laughs> I was doing loads of, uh, I'd had the website sorted. I had about five or six books written um, and I sent it all, I sent the books and the, the transcripts over to various publishers because that would be the ideal way, Kieran, to get into this because then they would take on and they would to take on yeah. the promotion and everything uh, of the book and they would have the the routes to market and stuff. Um, now, luckily, I do marketing um, as a profession because I got 62 Sorry, no, not at the moment, letters from them. <laughs> but then I always think of J.K. Rowling. I think she got 84. So oh, the well, there you go. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's okay then. You know what I mean? 84 is a, a figure to him um, for someone is like. That's yeah, something, exactly. But, but does that impact you in a sense? Like obviously any type of rejection in any form of life, you know what I mean, can be yeah. very hard to deal with, can obviously impact you in different ways and that. But for you, like how did that, did that just drive you on more? Yeah, it kind of did. No um, pun intended there by driving you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Wish um, I knew I meant that one. <laughs> it did in a way. The first couple I was thinking, well, why don't they like this? You know, but when I think of it, my first book was The Adventure of Tim the Tipper um, in Quentin's Quarry. But I had actually called Tim Tig originally. So the original manuscripts going to the UK yeah. was Tig. T-A-D-H-G is how I spelt him. And I, looking back now, they probably looked at that and couldn't pronounce it. Oh, I mean, 100%. some Irish people can't pronounce it. You know, yeah. when they see that name either. So that was an error, I think, um, on my behalf. But to get back to the fact was I rejected her. I know the first couple of times I was thinking, oh, you know, optimistically, you think, well, somebody's going to sign you. This is going to be great. You get yourself an agent and you'll be famous within the week. But um, no, it didn't happen. But I just kept going. And then in the end, I thought to myself, do you know what? I can't expect somebody to believe in me and Roomtown unless I do so myself. Yeah. So I literally put my money where my mouth was. And I started the process of um, writing the book, what was needed, you know, even down to the number of pages that would be accepted right. for, yeah, for a, a children's book. There's quite a few, um, not rules, but guidelines, we'll say, uh, to follow in that sense. And even to get, you know, the the code at the back um, the ISBN number, all of these things. Yeah. It was a new world, but as is everybody who starts out on, on a, on a journey. Course. 
Um, but yeah, so I kept going. I put my money where my mouth is. And here we are. We're six books in. Yeah. And I finished the seventh book now. So And, and I was going to say, obviously, from the site, I was able to read on it here where it says that, of course, one of the books has won first place in the Writer's Digest Book Awards in America. And another yeah. is a Scania official licensed product. That's the awarding from the site. So I want to make sure I have that. All yeah. Because right. it Perfect. says behind you, award winning. Like... I write. Am I right in saying that your book was in the background of the toy show? Yes, one of them. Yes, it was just on the shelf. I I yeah. sent it into to Ryan. We won't mention too much about it at the moment, but I yeah. sent it into Ryan. Um, yeah. if, oh, I'd say about eight years ago, and um, you know, you're it's the look of the draw. So on the the third time I sent it, and I actually got a phone call to say. Emer, we Ryan loved the book. This was Screech, the small truck caught in the cave. Ryan loves the book, but we're dealing with children and live TV and anything can happen. So there was a little bit of delay with a couple of the children before the book section on the toy show that year, which was four years ago. And he didn't get to show all the books. But this or last year, I should say, yes, it was on the shelf uh, in the background. So obviously I was pausing, press play, <laughs> pause, rewind, right, yeah, get the yeah. screenshot, you know, and, and that was all you need nearly. As seen on the toy show, kind of. <laughs> Brilliant. No, not kind of. It was Dale, it was, right? Yeah, okay. it Doesn't matter what else, right? It was Dale. You know what I mean? Like, and unlike him, at least, you know I mean, it might be Dale next year. Um, so, yeah. well, but so, um, right. I know, as you said, like that was the whole kind of idea, the whole logic behind it all, right? Behind the job, seeing trucks, yeah. you know, kids, right? But that, like, that's not just how you write a book, okay? You, you have to have a mind and imagination. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, as you said, they are stuck yeah. in a cave. You know what I mean? Things like that. Like, like where does your, where does your own imagination, like, come in here where you're thinking, ah, I have an idea. Because it's not just about a truck. It's not just about, you know what I mean? It's like, there's stories to them. So where does that absolute love, like, come from? I know, I think... Even when I was younger, I always loved stories. And now I wasn't a great reader, I have to be honest. And that surprised a lot of people. I wasn't a great reader as a child, but I always had a vivid imagination. And sometimes my friends would say, I live, live in a world of my own, actually. But um, the this in terms of the imagination for the stories and things, it's always important to have a goodie and a baddie. Yeah. And that's kind of where the basis was. And then you figure out the characters regarding that. And then I literally brought myself back to my five or six year old self and thought, OK, what would excite me? So one of the stories is about the cave, as you mentioned, and yeah. getting caught in the cave. And another story is about a volcano erupting with lava and everything. So that's really exciting for that five year old mind, boy or girl, yeah. it doesn't matter. And um, then there's just a couple of journeys and every child would go in the back of a car and visit people. So this is just a journey the two of the trucks had and they had a little bit of a mishap on the way. Um, which happens so unfortunately just, <laughs> it happens, <yeah>. again. <laughs> happens a lot so yeah it's just about trying to think the location the good and the bad and then it flows do you know what I tell you Kieran? the actual writing of the stories takes about 10 minutes for the first yeah. draft it's the promotion and the the whole marketing around it that's what takes the 10 years honestly yeah. <laughs> well that's like I, I like my, my daughter loves now obviously she's she was seven yesterday, so obviously happy that's why birthday, Emma. That, the happy seven birthday is still up. I had to keep it up for the show, obviously. But like she yeah. talks to me, and like she loves books. I mean, she loves, but every night it's like, Dad, read me a book, read me a book. And I'd get fed up reading books, so I just make <laughs> up a story because I love yeah. making up just stories for her, which she just kind of looks at me like, 
where do you get this from? And I'm like, it's my, <laughs> it's my seven year old mind playing overtime yes. once what is. But but you're right when you're saying because there's certain books and like it's weird. I can go up the whole room and I can say, yeah, there's like they're nearly all the same at the pages. Like they nearly all have a similar. You, you know, like anyway, there's not too many yeah. words. There's there's the right amount of pictures. There's the right amount. And as you said, you could write a story in ten minutes. Yeah. But you have to make it child friendly in a sense. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And that's where um, the time comes in. Like that's where you have to spend the time yeah. doing that, I'm sure. Like hundred percent. That is and I mean, you should be writing down some of those stories, Kieran. You might oh, have yourself a bestseller as well. And, and I, the, I don't mean as well, but you might yeah. have a bestseller. No, I'll there just I'll give know. you the idea and then you can just make <laughs> it in to something like this. And I'll just get like a little kind of line at the back of the book, just going, you know I mean, um you know where you get like a lot of EPs and films and all that kind of stuff. I, I yes. can be like just have the name on it and that's all that that's all now i told you before we start i was a truck kid like i had an mm-hmm. uncle who drove a daf lorry right because that's the only ones yeah. to wear back then right and uh we he took me like to every county in ireland i've been literally everywhere and i always thought i would end up driving trucks you know what i mean that was what yeah. i presume but obviously I, I never did well obviously i you don't know this right all the listeners do i don't drive right, right. at all I never said I grew up in the countryside with a family who didn't drive. So there wasn't yes, ca- like yes. you grew up you grew up in the countryside, you should be learning how to drive because that's what country people do. I didn't have any cars, so therefore it was really hard to learn how to drive. So it was like you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, like for me, like and I said, like I know you all you very, very kindly uh, said you were sending books to Emma. Like I yes, personally absolutely. I can't wait to sit there and read. I gotta oh. be completely honest, like you know what I mean, because like the whole idea, you're right though, like when I was young, like trucks amazed me, the size, the smell, everything just was like, and you're right, I know obviously you have cows now, you know what I mean, you play, yeah. you're, you're, I know that, yeah. but like, it seems like such an obvious thing in hindsight, yeah. like obviously when you look back, you go, wow, that was really obvious, like, you know I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. as you said, like, why is there none of this already there, like, you know what I mean, but like, was there any stumbling box for you, in a sense, like, with the ideas or anything like that, like was there ever a kind of time where you thought, mm, maybe this isn't the right type of thing or anything like that? Did, did, I know it's not a personal thing or somebody else looking at it, but did you think at some point, maybe I'm going down the wrong road here? Maybe I need to mix it up. Um, do you know what? That's a good question. I originally, I have to be honest, I had written the books leaning towards boys because there was a gender reading gap between boys and girls. Girls tended to naturally pick up a book, just like Emma, and boys would really only want it if they were interested in the the subject matter. So for the first two books that I wrote, that was all, this is all done through research. It wasn't opinion. I spent so much time researching all of this and even the size of the book and everything that we alluded to earlier and the number of pages, et cetera. But in terms of... um, the, the gender gap, it made boys reach for the book or whatever. But then I thought to myself after, when I was doing story times in schools and libraries and things like that, the girls just loved the story. And I'm not trying to be gender specific yeah. here because Broomtown is very gender neutral as it happens now. I, that was one of the things I learned and one of the, possibly a stumbling block as well. And it, you're literally learning as you go. Yeah. And I introduced, uh, as a direct result of that, I introduced a girl truck called Sparkle. And 
Brilliant. since we now we have Daisy as well and we've another truck called Essie but um the thing the beauty of that what that was something I did learn along the way and I thought you know I have to adjust what I thought a few yeah. years ago to what I'm actually seeing in front of me and the brilliant thing about it is that as I said it's Broomtown is gender neutral insofar as the boys now love sparkle some of the girls love the baddies terrible terry bully dozer so it's it's i love that it doesn't matter what they are yeah so that's the (laughs) that's the um oh they're all my friends i almost talk to them they don't really talk back though but uh, i think the day they do i should get help (laughs) what 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 about pickle the pickup truck like you know what i mean like i'm I'm just saying Um, like that could be that could be could be a thing just, like, yeah. you know I mean, like, you know, just, just, just throwing it out there, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, I got like, it. I have yeah, it. Like, you know I mean, like, <laughs> I, like, we've only been talking for 15 minutes and I've already wrote down a children's story here. So I have, like, with Pickle, <laughs> the pickup truck. Um, I know. So I have. Um, Absolutely. With know. swap commission and everything. Ah, sure, maybe just for, like, a month or a year, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, until the film comes out. Do you know what I mean? Imagine, like, maybe yeah. the Tash and the goatee might have to go off the character. <laughs> not, we might have to edit him a wee bit, like, so we might, but... Um, I mean, see, you're think, your mind's like an overdrive. You're thinking pickle the pickup yeah. truck. Wow. Yes, I, I am. I am. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, like I never even thought about that. Well, look, I know you're saying kind of age wise and that. Like, is I know Emma's seven. And you mentioned about like five yeah. was that. Have you? Now anybody can read a book, and I don't mean this to sound ageist, if that's even a word, right? Like, is there a certain age in the sense that you would be more? These would be more swaying towards, if you know what I mean, like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to ward well, that properly, if you know what I mean. But yeah, is there a, a right kind of age group for these books? Yeah, well, I think, again, you have, you had to put your book into a category when writing it. Five to eight was the one I would, was where I placed Broomtown at the time. In reality, an eight-year-old, they might like the, the latter, the latter few books because there's a little bit more text and they're a little bit more um, meaty to somebody who would yeah. be eight. But in general, I find the two to seven I have down as my target market. The original couple of books uh, don't have as much uh, text in them or words in them. Yeah, as for the, the younger. So the, exactly. So they kind of progress with the child's journey themselves. If they were starting to get involved with Vroomtown and become a rumor uh, at two, and they followed the the... There's no sequence. They can, as you said earlier, you can pick up a book. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but if you were to follow the Vroomtown sequence, they do get slightly more, slightly more difficult. But the two and three-year-olds just love the pictures. And then as they get older, they learn to pick up the yeah. words and, and read them then themselves. Yeah. And so like, I would say two to seven. Yeah. And like obviously picking up a book, at, say, for example, like seven, eight-year-olds and that, like, you know, a bit more. I have a seven-year-old. Yeah. Let's just say a bit more cop on about them. To a degree, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> you have a very important thing here where you can help kids of that age with a message of understanding so many things, right? So would you be in your mindset of doing a book saying, right, I want to have, it's not a hidden message, if you know what I mean, but it's just the way the story goes. Like, would you un- like understand and feel that, yes, my books can be that important in a sense that it's not just this truck drove down the road and crashed and this truck came and helped them and you know what I mean and they yeah. lived happily ever after like is that when you're writing a book is that in your mindset where you're thinking there's an important yeah. message here that you know what I mean I really want to I don't want to just splash it out there but I want it to be that they're going to get to oh wow now I understand why 
he did that. And oh, now I can like it's, that has to be an element for yourself, is it as well? Yeah, it really is, Kieran, hugely because the books kind of touch on social issues like bullying. As I said, that there's baddies and goodies. Yeah. Now, when I say baddies, we can't really say that it's good people possibly doing bad or good trucks possibly doing bad things. But um, there's the element that good wins over evil. But there is also a, a thread through all the story times of the importance of friendship and the importance of accepting people. And in one of the particular books, an American truck comes over um, to visit Broomtown and he looks completely different to all the trucks, the other trucks in Broomtown. So initially there's a little bit of apprehension there with the trucks and they're thinking, oh, he looks so different. But then the idea was that when he smiles and they get to chat to him, they just love him as well. So Brilliant. there's an inclusion uh, within Broomtown that doesn't matter what you look like. Um, and also the importance, there's a couple, the, the underlying story or the underlying thing in, in all of the books actually as well is when, when, the truck see any sort of bullying behavior or anything that they tell their friends and they tell their adult or and then they agree to tell the adult in their lives whoever that may be and there's always consequences for the actions and the question when I'm doing the story times is always yeah. do you think they learned the lesson and so many of the children naively say yes yeah they don't check yeah. out the next book <laughs> wow see that's like that's that's so important like it's not you're not just writing a book you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're helping in so many different ways. Like now it's a different world than when I was that age. Oh. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's scary. Like I have a two yeah. year old and I'm nearly dreading what the world's going to be like when he gets to seven. Like, yes, it, it, yeah. it's it's changing. Oh, God, like, I don't know. It, it, it frightens me a lot. I got to be honest with you. Like I'm new to having kids. Obviously, I only have a seven year old and a two year old. But I got to be honest, it. There's not many days go by that something doesn't frighten the life out of me. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And, and you don't that, know where it's going to go now. And technology as well is a huge thing. Oh, it's a different <laughs> element that you have to consider where, yeah. you know, it would be frightening enough, but oh, now there's this element of online. A couple of weeks ago, I had a fellow on called Ryan Burns and he set up this thing called Move to Improve Kids. Uh, and again, he's like that. We were talking about technology. His mind, his mind behind it all was... He's a huge family of uh, like nieces, nephews, and all that kind of stuff. And he's seeing them at different ages where it's like they're coming in and they're straight to a tablet or they're coming in and they're straight to telly. And so like the whole point of it is as simple as to get them out active and, you know what I mean, sort of trying to do initiatives like that, which is obviously brilliant because, you know what I mean, like sto yeah. books are brilliant because they're a great thing of going to bed as well as anything else because yes. everybody loves a story. Um, when they're going to bed. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Even my beloved wife asked me to tell her stories. And... Uh, <laughs> Probably Get those not. written down, Kieran. I'm telling you. Ah, uh, no, them ones are badly made up. Uh, <laughs> she's not as patient as my seven year old um, Emma, so she's not like when it comes to telling <laughs> stories, like so it's not. But look, when I was, I think I can't remember childhood books when I was a kid. That's just being honest. I don't remember being a child picking up books. All I remember doing mm -hmm. when I was young was going out to a field and playing football because that's what yeah. we did at my yeah. age. I like my. I'll, I'll never forget her name. Sue Townsend is an author, right? And uh, she wrote the Adrian Mole uh, oh, diary yes. books, right? Yeah. So yes. they, they they were like the first ever books that I read, like myself. I was like, whatever, 12, 13, 14, reading them. Like. But like, yeah. this was a great day you had because of, of your life. Like, you said you weren't really into kind of like, you I mean, picking up a book and reading and that. Like, no. so, like, was there, there was probably then no i suppose kind of person you know i mean that you might have looked to as a author or anything like that like this was just like you going i want to do this 
yeah. I'm going to do it. Like, simple as that, like. Simple as that. Honestly, I hadn't a clue of the world I was stepping into. I didn't aspire to 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 look to somebody else in terms of any sort. And listen, that's not necessarily a good thing. That's just my journey. I hadn't anybody to think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that in her style yeah. or his style. I didn't. I, cr- I think I created my own style, rightly or wrongly, for the good or the bad. You'll, f- you'll find out now when you're reading the stories to Emma and Jamie. But, oh, 100%. Um, uh, but yeah, I just literally, I always liked words and I write poems for my friends' birthdays, significant birthdays and stuff, and just play on words as well. But um, what they do say, well, what Google says, author Google yeah. says that, you know, the way to write a book is to read and read and read and read everybody else. And then I'm thinking, no, because then you'll get somebody else's idea subliminally. Yeah. You'll think it's your idea. And you'll write it down. So I can honestly say, genuinely, all of the, the stories and the ideas are my own. I would be scared. And I, you know what? I haven't even seen cars or planes because when Kieran, the movie of Room Town, it's yeah. only in my head at the moment, comes out, um, I don't want to be accused of copying anything. It's just all going to come from within. Oh, yeah. So, but that's yeah. brilliant because that means it's just all there. You're not looking for inspiration. You're not, as you said, you're not copying an idea. You're not going, yeah. oh, I like the way cows did that. So I'll just do that with trucks. Like, the, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, exactly. that, that won't work. That, you know what I mean? It, it'll work for the first time and then it'll be, wait a minute. Yeah. I've seen that in cows. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? But I think that's probably a yeah. good thing to not be driven on by stuff you've seen and stuff that you think, oh, well, they did yes. it like this, so I better kind of follow suit. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you need yeah. to have your own your own mind, in a sense, and your own freedom to be able to yeah. go and do what you think is right. Like, which, look, like, it's amazing. Like, honestly, God, like, it, I can't wait for these books. i got to be honest with you. Like, I, I really, really can't wait. Like, and I'm going to get Emma to do a video review thing, oh, right? And I'm yes. going to post it up as well, so I am right when she uh, gets because she's going to absolutely... She's going to like, when I, when I told her about it and I showed her them, she just, she had a face on her like, oh my God, what? Like, but of course her question was why? And I was like, well, cause <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing Ema. I'm interviewing this lovely lady and she's going to yeah. come on to the show and we're going to chat about it. She's like, okay. And I was just like, yeah, it's your birthday. Yeah. So relax. Like, you know what I mean? So it is like, hey, but no, but like, honestly, God, like I got to say, I can't wait to read the books. I am, I'm so grateful for you for coming on and chatting to me. Like I really, and I, I mean it when I say this, right? You can happily take the name Pickle, okay? And you can oh, thank you. It's, have a pickup it's truck. Now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, okay. uh, it's not trademarked or anything like that. Now you have no. to put you have to put the K into it though, because there's an animated yeah. cartoon on YouTube, right? Which is P I C O that I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. So oh, when stop. I yeah, so when I was doing this show, because the previous show I had with my best mate was just P I C O, uh, but it was a double name, so it was grand. So I couldn't call this one. The pickle with the out the key, yeah. yeah. So uh, I had to stick it in. But so if you if you decide to go down the pickup truck route, uh, I'm just saying Good. stick the key in, Excellent. like you know what I mean. But listen, we will chat. Te- we will yeah, chat. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, but listen, will you do me a favor? Tell everybody where they can find you. You know what I mean, like because I want people to become rumors because um, I'm going to um, become a rumor, okay? And yes. so is Emma and Jamie, and I get the wife being a rumor as well. You tell everybody where yeah. to find you. Okay, so the books are actually available in all bookstores nationwide and Eason, etc. And also the website is roomtown.ie. Um, 
And funny, actually, they were available in two years ago. They were on Aer Lingus flights. Well, prior to COVID, I think it was 2019, they were the Christmas book was available on all Aer Lingus God. flights in November and December. So that was really amazing um, as well in the ma- in the in-flight magazine. So, um, but yeah, so roomtown.ie is the website. And then we're on Facebook as well, Roomtown Books. Um, but people can find us in all bookstores nationwide. Yeah. And I'll keep tagging you on Instagram because at the uh, minute, I'm only working on Instagram at the minute. I know I have my own personal Facebook, but I haven't done a Facebook yeah. page yet for this show. I'm just working off Instagram in the hope that... A few more people might follow me at some stage. Um, Absolutely. But, Emer, I have to say, honest to God, I am just so happy that you come on the show. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing an incredible, incredible thing. I really are. I'm so happy that we got introduced to each other. Uh, Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Joanne. Yeah, thanks thanks to Joe for that. Um, (laughs) So it is. But, no. Honest to God, best of luck with everything that you're doing in the future. It's absolutely incredible. Um, the messages mm-hmm. that you're sending out through books is something that can simply not be teached. And there's things that some of these parents can't just tell their kids stuff. You have to do it in the element of a book and that. And I think that is a really, really important factor in all this. But no, honest to God, oh. thank you. I mean, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you for your support and for having me on for chatting. And Hopefully the books won't disappoint now after oh, all that. <laughs> not a hope in hell. Not, and don't worry, if I stick in an extra line or a page about, oh, Emma, wait to tell you about Pickle the pickup truck about who pickle, just came yes. and saved the day, right? So it did. I'm telling you, you're going to get messages now after this interview, right? That go out. People are going to go, I like that idea. I like yeah. That Hello. idea. So I do. Hey. But no, Emma, honestly, God, thank you so much. Okay. Oh, we will get talking to each other soon. And thanks again yeah. for coming on. Take care. Thank you. Amor, thank you so much for coming on. I was so great chatting to you. And guys, what do you think? Pickle, the pickup truck. Fuck me. I am going to have my name in a children's book, a TV show, a film, you name it. Because Vroomtown is going to go very, very far, guys. And I hope you are ready to become Vroomers. As we mentioned, Amor was sending a couple of books my way because of them as Berta. Uh, and I can't wait. I literally cannot wait to fucking read them so I can. But yeah, look, plenty of people out there. I'm sure he's all of kids. I mean, all of you. I'm sure some of you have kids. Uh, so maybe that's something you should look into. So go check them out. Facebook, Instagram, the website as well. All the details are there, guys. Okay. Froom Town. Gotta love it. Hey. Guys, weird one for you. Okay. Weird one. I was in Malahai, Jester. Okay. Um, got the train up. Very handy. Hour up in the train, if even. Um, Malahai Castle like 10 minutes across the road, okay? The reason we went up was because my daughter had won a competition, uh, so she had to go pick up a peacock, um, which my good friend in Marvel and Connor was of the same logic that I was. We got a call. Your daughter has won a rather large peacock. Didn't say it was a teddy bear. Also, it was a competition. Why would you have a competition? Just to win a fucking teddy bear. We thought it was a live peacock. We get there. It was, thankfully, because we got the train, obviously, not a live fucking peacock. It was a teddy bear. But then we got passes and stuff like that. So we got to go around the grounds and fairy trail. Butterfly garden. Butterfly garden, guys. Basically, it's a, it's a greenhouse that's really warm. And it has like 7,639, I think I counted, butterflies in it. It's fucking class, right? I highly, highly recommend it, okay? Uh, and then we went to the fairy trail, loads of stuff like that. We cruise. It was brilliant. Great day. Emma had a great birthday. That was the most important thing, okay? But what I will say is this. Mother of sweet divine of Christ, there was a lot of fucking tourists. Okay, as in like um, American accents and Spanish, Italian accents and you know I mean all those, which I'm certainly not going to try and do because I'm shit at doing accents, right? But 
But I did hear somebody go like, hi, Lisa, we need to go get the train. Now, you guys tell me, I don't know what accent that's from, but I'm going to try and hope that that was American, okay? So, annoying thing was this, right? Or should I say the most fucking annoying thing was this, right? We were sitting on a bench having a little, not a picnic in a sense, but just having a break, having a drink, having a, a roll, I think we had or something like that, okay? That my beautiful wife, Abby, obviously had made for us in the uh, morning before we went, okay? Yes, in the morning. So, we're sitting there and reading away. All of a sudden, a bunch of people come and stand, I mean, right in front of us, like a yard away, right in front of us. And more of them come. And then more of them come. And this is in the middle of a huge, massive green garden area of the castle. And I'm like, why the fuck are you standing there, you absolute fucking hams, right? And they just wouldn't fucking move, like. And then they eventually moved. But as they're moving, they kept staring at this seat. So it made me think that we were actually sitting on some historical fucking bench turns out it wasn't guys the sticker was on it it was made by joe fucking blogs right so it was don't really understand that at all it was very very insane but the one thing i will say is i am a very big fan of cricket don't fucking laugh or turn off right i am a big fan of cricket the ashes all that kind of stuff i love all that right there was two fucking cricket games on in malahite castle grounds right yesterday and so then i went and followed the malahite cricket club Anybody listen from the Malahide Cricket Club? How you doing, guys? I'm now a big fan, okay? I'm now planning on going up there on a Saturday to sit on a hill, a lovely sunny day, and watch cricket because it was fucking deadly. Man, I thought he liked watching it on the telly. Jesus Christ, it was class watching it um, live. And, guys, don't slag me off. Don't call me English. Don't call me Protestant, anything like that. It's just a sport that I really fucking like. doesn't have to be a big deal, okay? Um, but, listen, guys... Thanks for all the contact this week. Getting the topic sent out in relation to tooth fairies and, hey, what do you tell somebody when their uh, zips down? was a lot of fun, so it was. Remember, you can always get us. You get us on Instagram. It's The Pickle Show. You can also get us on thepickleshow at gmail.com and you can get us on the WhatsApp number, which is on all of them as well, okay? It has been another fun week. Thanks so much for Tony for letting me play his incredible version of Grace, which I hope you've all loved. Thanks so much to Emo for coming on from Vroomtown. Absolutely brilliant. Remember, guys, pickle the pickup truck it's gonna fucking happen so it is please god you never know i thought it was a good idea but listen guys thanks so much for joining me for another week i hope you enjoyed it i hope you all look after each other look out for yourself look out for each other and have an absolutely fantastic week and i get chat these again soon good luck